Hi everyone and welcome to a special episode on George Brown College's St. James campus reopening updates. So after a temporary closure due to COVID and other unforeseen situations, we are excited to bring you some positive news. Our 200 King Street building is now open again. You can now go and explore the updated campus, improved facilities and services available to you. And today I have with me Ashley Sullivan, who will introduce herself and let us know more about the updates. So hi, Ashley. Welcome to the MyGBC podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. Thank you for coming in. We are very happy to have this conversation and I'm sure you're going to give us a lot of updates that is going to make a lot of people excited. So can you briefly introduce yourself and basically let us know what is your role at George Brown? Great. So thank you. I'm so happy to be here to to talk about the reopening of 200 King, specifically around the services and what students can expect about the new service delivery within 200 King, which we're really excited about. Firstly, my name is Ashley Sullivan, and uh, I have worked at GBC for over 15 years now. I am the Associate Registrar of Registrarial Services and Student Experience. Essentially, my goal is to ensure that the student experience is at top of mind for our services to meet the needs of our diverse student population and the ease of accessing these services. Basically, we want you to spend more time learning and socializing than spending time in lineups. So that's a little bit about me and kind of what my role is at the college. Amazing. Thank you for introducing yourself. And sounds like a lot of important stuff. I'm sure that you're a busy person. So thank you for coming in and giving us your time. So, okay. How has the college adapted its services and resources to better support the students returning to St. James campus? Are all the services still located in the same locations, or uh, some of the offices probably have relocated? How's it going? Yeah, so that's a really great question. So I would say the biggest way that we have adapted our services and resources to better support students Hmm. is by providing a variety of ways for students to access our services. Uh, We no longer only provide in-person, which was the norm pre-pandemic, nor do we only offer online services, which was the norm during the peaks of the pandemic. We've adapted to meet the varying needs of students to offer many different checkpoints, um, such as having the more traditional in-person services, while also keeping our virtual service desk that we launched during COVID, really wanting to make sure that there's many different ways for students to access services and support. And it's just not, you know, going back to the way it used to be, or by just only being online. Uh, We've also created much more self-serve resources for students to be able to access services on their own time, and kind of, you know, at at a click of a button to be able to get what they need when they need it. So we launched, we recently launched our Ask George chatbot and the new MyGBC student portal. Uh, So if you haven't checked out the MyGBC student portal yet, please go into the George Brown website and and search for the MyGBC student portal, where there's a lot of access to self-serve resources and links to to key um, technology resources that are great for students, updates, information, kind of this one-stop place for students to access resources. But basically, we want to ensure that students have many access points to choose from uh, to get the important services that they need when they need them. And that's really how we've adapted our service models as we return to St. James. As for your question about if services are still located in the same locations, um, 
We are extremely excited to be transitioning back to 200 King Street, in particular, you know, reopening the St. James Student Service Center. We will continue to offer our in-person services also at Casa Loma in the Student Service Center in C317 and at the Waterfront in the Service Hub, uh, which is located next to the main entrance. We will also have ambassadors in other key buildings at St. James campus to provide support to students, such as information provision, referrals, wayfinding, even the Wi-Fi password, you know, any of those kind of things students will be able to connect with. There's kind of, you know, some things will be in the same places, some things might have changed, uh, but we are really working on, you know, wayfinding for students to be able to know how to navigate the new spaces or how things have changed as well. So there's lots of different service offerings um, in different buildings, but then also in 200 King as well. Wow, this all sounds very exciting. I'm sure for all the students that probably had their classes online for all this time or like they had some of it in person or whatever, it's very exciting to fully go back and experience all of these. But I think one thing that was very interesting for me is that you said all of your services are going to be kind of hybrid right now, like some of the services you can actually go in person and some of it is going to be online. And I think that's very beneficial because I always find there are two groups of students, some of them that they want to go and meet someone in person just because that's how they are more comfortable. And some that they just want to, you know, stay at home, chill and while doing everything that they're doing, have a call and have a chat with someone and get support. So I think that's the perfect uh, format to move on with from now on. Yeah, you know, we really want to meet students where they're at, because you're right, you know, if a student's on campus that day, you know, and they have an issue, it might be easier for them just to go and and speak to someone in person. But if it's a day that they're at home, or maybe, you know, they're, they're heading to work or something like that, or they're commuting really far and don't have the ability to, to make it to campus that day, but have something that they need urgently um, solved, we have these online, um, you know, our virtual service desk and other online resources to help students in that way. So we really want to make sure that we're offering service in a variety of ways to really meet students where they're at. Amazing. That sounds great. And I had a question as you were talking, uh, you mentioned the new chatbot. Uh, So how does it actually work? Can you ask like any questions from it or how can the students actually access this? Yeah, so it's it's housed within our My GBC student portal. So when the okay. students log in, the chatbot is there. And it's pulling from a knowledge base of, I don't know the number of questions that are in there, but many, many questions. Yeah. Um, students to be able to access a variety of questions about all sorts of different topics to get those answers to questions as soon as they can when they need them. So um, we're really, really excited about that. It just launched a couple weeks ago, and we really hope that that'll be able to, you know, answer those questions for students right away. So it is available within the MyGBC student portal. That's great. It sounds like like a very dynamic kind of Q&A page, but like it actually responds to you. Like it's not like just a text that you're reading. It's a, a chatbot that is responding to you, which is perfect. And yeah, so like the MyGBC portal, I didn't know about that. That sounds very cool and very useful to a lot of people, I'm sure. So if you haven't checked that out, I definitely suggest that you go also check it out. I'm going to do it after this podcast because I didn't know about it either. So yeah, perfect. Thank you for bringing that up. And um, my next question is, you know, many of our students have missed a vibrant campus life during the closure, of course. Are there any special events or activities planned to welcome students back and rebuild a sense of community? 
Yeah. So this is a really great question. And I'm, I'm personally, I'm very excited that 200 King is reopening for students because it's such a hub for student communities and student learning. Um, this falls out of, you know, my area of expertise in terms of kind of the events and, and the activities that will be planned. But we did connect with our uh, colleagues in the student life and orientation team. And my colleague, uh, Peter Kutsakaris, who is the orientation and transitions program programs coordinator provided me with kind of an overview of some of the things that will be happening in the next couple of weeks as we transition back. So the first thing is there's going to be campus days that will be happening uh, August 29th to August 30th. There'll be giveaways, there'll be interactive DJs, snacks, campus tours, overviews of the different buildings and the services and the program areas. Uh, the Student Association will also be hosting Frosh events, and they'll also be, we're bringing back the student festivals uh, or the street festivals where they, you know, shut down some of the streets around the campus and have a lot of fun things happening. So the waterfront will be taking place on September 5th. Casaloma will be September 6th, and um, St. James will be September September 7th, you know, you can check out the Student Association's website, and there'll be kind of an overview of what's going to be there. But it looks amazing. I hope that I can stop by because there's going to be like food trucks, there's going to be a DJ, photo booths, artist tables, all sorts of things happening. And then Peter also wanted to highlight that there will be at SJ, there'll be newly renovated state spaces for students to take advantage of with lots of student spaces, you know, being able to provide opportunities to connect and learn and have fun and just really, you know, wanting to make it this hub for, you know, social and also learning. Um, and then also on kind of a personal note, you know, as I mentioned before, I, I've worked at GBC for over 15 years now, and the majority of my time there has always been at St. James campus, specifically in 200 King. And kind of the surrounding community at St. James is, is amazing. Um, there's really good food and, and coffee offerings. So, you know, I encourage students to check out some of those places outside of campus. I'm a big coffee drinker. So, you know, there's a few of my coffee places that I highly recommend, you know, a few of my faves are Black Canary on Sherburn, um, Neo that is right across from uh, 200 King on Frederick, just next to the chef's house. Uh, there's Moss Park Espresso that's on Queen Street. Uh, and we're also really close to the St. Lawrence Market for, for lots of really good food too. So there's also St. James Park that's just down the street just to kind of go and chill and, you know, maybe relax in between classes, go out for a walk. So really kind of the surrounding area of St. James is, is really great. So I encourage students to also, you know, take a look at what's around and, you know, really leave the building if you're able to in between classes to kind of relax and just take care, you know, for self-care purposes. So um, those are some of my tips for the surrounding area of uh, around 200 King. Yeah, and I agree. Like there is just so much to do. There's so much to eat. And I have a friend she also used to have her classes at St. James and something that she would always say was that you are never going to leave St. James campus hungry because there's <laughs> always somebody cooking something. I mean, besides the chef on the go, which you can just buy stuff from in the coffee shop that they have. But there's always like students cooking stuff because we have our like cooking classes in there and they have a lot of stuff that they have to get away. They're not going to be able to eat at all. So they just give it to people. So you're not going to leave that campus hungry. 
and you don't have to worry about that. (laughs) That's a really good point too. Yeah. And there's so many options and yeah, the the chef school also for food options, you know, there's a chef on the run in the main lobby. There's the cafe on the second floor. Uh, There's lots of food options. So yeah, you, you won't leave hungry from, from St. James campus. That's a, it's a good point for sure. For sure. Yeah. And another point that I actually want to mention. um, So thank you, Peter, for sending all the information to Ashley to share it with us. But we actually had another episode specifically just about the campus days or orientation days. And I don't I'm not sure if it's going to be released after this one or before it, but it's going to be released some uh, time soon. But just make sure that you're listening to that. We talked to two of our orientation ambassadors and they explained about all of the events and activities that are going to happen during the campus days. So if you are you know, looking for the fun and you want to really uh, take advantage of these days, make sure that you are listening to those episodes as well. So yeah, thanks for that. And um, so what are the programs and centers that are located in this campus? I know that a lot of them have kind of been relocated, but I guess like now they are going to back to um, St. James campus. What are those programs and centers? Yeah, so if we're kind of talking about St. James as a whole, not just 200 King, because there's many buildings that kind of make up St. James as a whole campus. So it's the Center for Business, the Center for Hospitality and Culinary Arts, the School of Media and Performing Arts, the School of Deaf and Deafblind Studies, the School of Social and Community Services, and the Center for Preparatory and Liberal Studies. Students should always check the websites and their and their timetables to confirm locations, though, as you know, some things can, can change, or maybe you know, one program or one course might be moved around just for space needs or something like that. So, but as a general rule, those are the program areas that are at 200 k Amazing. And that was a really good point to always check your schedule because even if your class is online, but it was originally technically supposed to be like in St. James, it's going to be like in your schedule, I think like SJO, something like that, St. James online. Yeah. So just make sure that you're checking that. If it just says SJ, that doesn't mean necessarily it's in person. The O and DM could change your whole day. That's a good tip tip for sure. Yeah. And um, I know that some of the students had to take online courses again or move to other campuses due to the closure. Will all of those programs continue normally as before or are there any changes made? That's a really good question. Um, Kind of similar to my my point before, it will really depend on the individual program and also kind of the individual course. So much has changed in the past 2.5 years. You know, we've really, we've adapted, we've pivoted, we found better ways of doing things. You know, we've considered feedback from students and and many things. So really students, you know, similar to what I I mentioned before, should really consult with their timetables for for room and campus locations, as well as delivery methods. As you mentioned before, that was a really great tip. And then, you know, check the GVC website for the most up-to-date information on locations. 
Students should also regularly check their GBC emails for any updates and also, you know, the learning management tool that, that will be utilized where, where faculty might send out notifications through as well. Um, and kind of similar to, to what we were mentioning before, it's really a good idea to attend your academic orientations as well as the first class of the term for all of your classes because students will really get information about their each of their classes, each of their programs, you know, what that looks like from a delivery method and things like that. So really kind of, it, it really depends on each program and individual course. So I can't really give kind of a, a, a blanket statement for that, but really just encourage students to refer to their timetables and stay up to date on, on information in their emails and in the learning management tool, um, messages from faculty and things like that to stay on top of that. Because things can change or, um, you know, over the course of the first, you know, as we transition back. So just trying to stay on top of that just in case there are any changes. Yeah, for sure. It is a great tip. And uh, I'm sure if you are a returning student, you already have your email set up and everything. But if you are a student just starting uh, in St. James campus or anywhere else, that was a very great point that Ashley brought up. You always have to make sure that you're setting up your email first if you're just starting but also always make sure that you're checking it because all the information from your professors, the school in general, anything will be shared with you through your GBC email. So yeah, just make sure that you're doing that. Or if I can just add to that, you know, similar to what you were, you were just saying, which I 100% agree with that. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Uh, and students should be encouraged to use their GBC emails for any sort of correspondence with anyone at the college, whether it's us service providers or your faculty or academic areas. Really use your GBC email just because it's of a privacy perspective. And then also whenever you email anyone at the college, always include um, your student ID. That's really helpful for anyone um, at the college because, you know, if a student emails me and asks me a question, usually my first email back is, hey, can you provide me with your student ID so I can double check that I have the right student and I really want to make sure that I'm, you know, communicating the, the correct information. So try and use your GBC email as much as you can and then always include your GBC email or ID number when you're communicating with people at the college. Yeah, and the one option for you is just to make your life easier is you can put your ID and your signature if you're just, you know, using your email for like school purposes. I've seen a lot of people having in their signature just making their lives easier. So sure. So yeah, that would work when communicating with GBC faculty and staff. But it's important to keep your student ID number private from anyone else other than GBC staff and faculty. So we really recommend not sharing your ID with anyone outside of those that group of people. Um, make sure to keep it private from other classmates or those external to the college. Okay, and my last last question is if students have more questions, where can they go to or who can they contact to find out more? I mean, we know about the chatbot now, um, yeah. but besides that, uh, what they can do? Yeah, so, um, so the first point would be visiting the Office of the Registrar's Contact Us page, which lists all of the email addresses for the various services within the Office of the Registrar. Uh, it also has the link to the virtual service desk, which I was referring to before where students can access, you know, uh, services with, with staff members through a virtual portal. There is also the chat bot that I mentioned earlier. Uh, they can visit us on campus, stop by and chat with any of our ambassadors in any of the campuses or the buildings for referral services. 
And if you see me in line at a coffee shop, you can always stop and chat with me as well. So um, if you if you see me there, I'm always willing to, to chat with students and, and get feedback and ideas because we're always open to improving these services and meeting the needs of our students. So reach out to, to us. And if you, if you see me around campus, please say hi, because I always love chatting with students and, and getting ideas on ways that we can make things better. So that would be kind of the ways to, to get a hold of us. And we're really looking forward to connecting with students. It's, it's exciting. It's, you know, uh, it, there's such an energy with back to school and in particularly with 200 King, as I've mentioned before, because it's such a hub for, for students and there is such a great energy about it. So I'm really excited to be back and I'm excited for, you know, the students who, who also were coming back. They, you know, were, were there before the, the pandemic and then also for the students who haven't had a chance to experience it yet to be able to experience it. So really, really excited. So, so thank you. Of course, yeah. And now I'm very excited as well. I know like we have almost a month left to start of the school. I mean, the orientation days are going to be a little bit sooner than that. But I'm very excited to go back. There's like, I don't know, I'm one of those students and I'm sure a lot of other people are just like that. Just like, it's exciting. Why not? Let's go back to school. It's better than having a job and a lot of responsibilities, I guess. So yeah, as we come to the end of this special episode, I want to uh, say thank you so much to our amazing guest, Ashley, for sharing such valuable insights on George Brown College's St. James campus reopening. And for our listeners, we hope you are as excited as we are about the bright future of the St. James campus and the endless opportunities you're going to have in that campus. So until next time, keep exploring, keep learning, and enjoy the campus days if you can, and take care. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.